Welcome to Two Slices, a simple podcast with a couple of guys. I'm Sean. And I'm Roger. And we're here to serve you up our thoughts on what we're reading, what we're thinking, and what we're up to. Let's see where we go from here. Thanks for joining us for The Slice. All right, and welcome back. This is Two Slices. How you doing, Sean? Good, man. Dudes, it's, it's really good to be back in oh, here. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, sorry this for the delay this week. We are still formulating how we're doing this podcast. And so m- more on that in the weeks to come. But we're starting to get a game plan for, for this show, for this podcast. We are. So we had a little scheduling conflict, as you guys all know out there. Sometimes you have a schedule, and sometimes your schedule's against you. And so uh, Roger and I just weren't able to uh, do a recording here sooner. So you're going to get this uh, maybe a a day or two late than normal. But we do normally drop our podcast every Tuesday morning. So uh, you guys can be on the lookout for that moving forward. But, yeah, we're super excited to be back and chatting it up with Roger. Uh, We both had some really cool things, some not-so-cool things, and everything in between. So if you're joining us, hey, this is episode – what episode are we on? This is number 11. 11, I'm sorry. Does that include zero? So is this yes, really so our it's 12th? actually our twelfth. So so super secret that people probably don't re- know. If you're late to the party, you can't a- access episode zero. I pulled it. Okay, copy so, that. So so if you were an early adopter, you yeah. got to hear us doing episode zero, our practice a- episode. Right? Okay, cool. And, so this uh, is eleven then. Yeah. So the this is officially world. eleven to the rest of the world. Um, yeah, and I and I'm lo- I love doing this. I'm really enjoying it, Sean. Well, yeah, me too, Roger. And if you're joining us, um, just a little refresher. What we are is two guys that like to talk and like to think about things. And we're going to be sharing about our thoughts, our ideas, things we're reading, maybe some movies that we're into, some, some um, I don't know, maybe some creative projects that we're seeing. But also, you know, we both carry a Christian worldview and a Christian yeah. lens. And uh, it's something that we're, we really like being able to discuss and talk about. And uh, hopefully you can uh, find, you know, the same lens that as we share, maybe it helps you see things a little bit differently or a little bit more clearly as we go through it. So Absolutely. And so I guess uh, to just jump right in, what's been happening, man? I've had some drama, but you've also had some travel. I have. Okay. So uh, recently... And you had a a barbecue crisis. Oh, no. Let's talk about that. Let's just get the bad news out of the way. (laughs) All right. So guys, all you guys listening out there... Uh, last episode, we talked about, Roger said I had a big announcement and that big announcement was, um, that I got a smoker, but that was premature. I should have waited because (laughs) my smoker was ordered. However, um, the short story is it was canceled. So the company actually, what they did, it was really kind of sneaky is, uh, what they did was they, marked they 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 said they had no more units left after i ordered it and had the confirmation then they said oh sorry we don't have any more units left and then what they did was they immediately made units available for fifty dollars more oh yeah (laughs) so i had to go back it it got real hot it it got really really good and so they said oh we're out of stock yeah so everyone wanted a smoker when i did i don't know but yeah, they conveniently raised the price, so I had to forgive them from my heart because that was painful. But uh, good news is, uh, you know, it was all canceled, and then basically I just ordered the same one for fifty dollars more. Nice. Um, but now I don't get it for another week. Okay. So it's going to be another week. But it's all right. uh, I start yeah. when I found out you got canceled and you didn't have it. I started sending you pictures. <laughs> 
of meat being smoked on your barbecue. I know. It just lit a fire and made me like a little mouthwatered and jealous. But yeah, so it's, but I'm really excited still. So funny story, Roger, is people thought that I was going to announce something much bigger. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. Yes, let's and just leave that right there. It was there. just a smoker, but you know, for all of you out there, that's a big deal for me. I'm that's super right. pumped. Yeah. And uh, I'm, no, I'm genuinely like so excited. So <laughs> You that's know, what, just happens, mean and that's what out. happens when you have friends and family who listen to your podcast. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> good news, not the good news, uh, but good news. Sure. And I've had people actually, um, I recently had a birthday, which is cool. And uh, some gifts I got were uh, different wood chips. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Chips, Roger? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So apple, mesquite. Nice. Um, and hickory. Nice. And then some rubs. So uh, people are getting me stuff. Oh, so yes. any of you guys out there, you can send Roger and I any barbecue <laughs> rubs, any sort of smoker, yes, uh, little just, sheets just, that you guys use. All you got to do is direct message us on Facebook and we'll yeah. get you the address. <laughs> yeah, we totally will. We'll, if we, we'll, we'll use it and we can even discuss it on here. That's how we right, liked it buddy. And so, we sure will. You know, you guys can feel free. Give us some hints. Give us some products. Roger doesn't need hints, but I need all of them. Oh, I'm so, still learning too, my friend. Super, super pumped. So it's going to be another week or so. But when that thing comes, can't wait. It's going to be yep. awesome. Super, well, it'd be super bummed see, out. But... It'll be interesting to see if you start to have a preference for what type of wood, what kind of smoke you like with, right. with the meat. So. I mean, I'm going to smoke everything on there, man. <laughs> I mean, you said pizza, and I never even thought about that. Oh, dude. Yeah. I'm smoking some cereal or something, like something <laughs> that I'm just going to smoke everything I'm making. So very excited. So more That's to come awesome. on that, everyone. So, uh, okay. But again, seriously, if you guys have really great... Um, Things like cook times for briskets or the way that you might smoke, let us know. I would yeah. love to learn a little love, bit. Love it. Roger and I are lifelong learners. So yes, we let are. us know about your uh, your your secret hacks or, or any recipes that you guys might have when it comes to smokers. So. Awesome. So the smoker is, you know, going to be set in process here. Just a little bit more delayed than I thought. Hey, you know, it um, happens. Yeah, you know, it happens. So but what about you? You said you had some gnarly stuff going on. Oh, my gosh. On. So we had some drama. We, we have a... Um, we're big dog lovers in our family. And so we had a golden retriever for 14 years. Duke was an amazing dog. I loved him. And he, he just passed of, passed of old age, right? And so we waited about six months or so. And we decided to get an English cream, which is the white version of a golden retriever. Okay. Is that what he is? I just yeah. thought he was a light color. No, he, he's an English cream golden okay. retriever. Okay. Wow. And so we, we made the trip to get him. And we intentionally, we have this golden rule where... We don't take the biggest dog in the litter because we don't want a giant horse on our hands, you know, mm -hmm. and we don't take the feistiest one because we don't want one super high strung. So we took the most calm, reserved dog that they had. And let me tell you something. We got the most <laughs> high strung. I mean, this dog just would run all day if you let him. He is just all <laughs> over the place. So anyway, we had some we've had some drama here in the in, the, in, in our household this weekend. Baxter went for his surgery to help settle him down, calm him down, you know, and just to make sure that he can't produce other little Baxters in our neighborhood if he would get loose, right? Yep. Yep. And so routine surgery, never usually an issue at all. Well, our vet tells us, he said, this is the most high-strung dog he has ever seen. He said, I had to give him <laughs> enough drugs for a 300-pound animal <laughs> to get him to go to sleep. <laughs> And I'm like, what? And then he said, as soon as we pulled the gas off of him, he hops up on all fours on the operating table. So anyway, Baxter blew out his, his stitches before he even left the vet. Oh, man. 
So we've had all kinds of complications. They've given us all this stuff to sedate him, and he's just going around like nothing's ever changed. Wow. You know, so wow. say a little prayer for Roger and Rhonda and the Leg family mm. and our dog Baxter. We could use it right now. It's been some drama mm. for four or five days. Wow, <laughs> man! You know, I grew up with golden retrievers, and uh, golden retrievers are usually pretty good dogs. We had great success with our with our golden retrievers growing up. Um, but they all, they, you're right. Like any dog can have a different kind of demeanor regardless of the breed. Oh yeah. 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 Like I, I had an English bulldog named Brick, as you know. Oh yeah. And, uh, Brick, Brick passed away in, uh, November and, um, people always came up to me cause Brick was a very laid back dog. Brick snored. Very chill. Very chill, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, like my kind of dog. I mean, when I would walk in the room, sometimes he would just give me a little side eye. He would never get up. You know, he just he's like, you know, I love it. Yeah, just you know, Sean, you're welcome. You can be around me, and uh, <laughs> but very very sweet dog. Just he was my he was my pal, and uh, you know when 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 he was especially in the later stages of his life. He started to slow down, and he was already a pretty slow dog, but he really started to slow down, you know? And uh, people would ask me all the time. They're like, oh, man, I love this bulldog. Like, uh, I've heard they're all just really kind of a little bit more on the lazy side. And and I would share, like, yeah, he doesn't really like walking more than 10 or 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's awesome for my lifestyle because I don't have to spend hours on a leash. Sure. But at the same time... Um, be careful because there's other English bulldogs that are actually pretty high oh, energy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, so, um, Brick was fostered when I, bef so I adopted Brick, he was about three years old and he had a little foster family through Buckeye Bulldog Rescue. Right. And the foster family was just this couple and they were basically just housing Brick until, uh, an adopted parent dog person such as myself would come along and get him. Right. So he was with them for like three or four months and they had an English bulldog their English bulldog was named Boomer, and Boomer could run on walls. I mean, Boomer <laughs> could just enter a room and just, you know, do the zoomies all day long, everywhere. Just oh, yeah. and he was the same size, same age, oh, yeah. same breed. Yeah, and uh, it once, just goes to show you. you. You don't know. Yeah, it's a really, it's a tough science when it comes yeah. to trying to pick a dog and, and, and we thought forecasting their personality. Yeah, and we we thought we had a perfect strategy. We went we went to visit the litter. You know, we always pick out the, the kind of, we look at the paws. We don't get the big one with the biggest paws, okay. you know. We always go with small paws, you know, one who is not the biggest in the litter. We don't want a horse, that kind of thing. And, and that's, if you want a huge dog, awesome. I'm mm -hmm. all down with that. But for us, we like the smaller dogs in that breed. And, and Baxter is a smaller dog, and he was the most calm of all the litter. He would just, just kind of mosey over and look at you. And there were dogs running around and nipping and yapping, and he was just super chill. And we thought, this is the dog. <laughs> Boy, was he slow playing us. He played us so bad because oh, he is man. his nirvana is the dog park. Okay. If you ever you could ever see this dog when he gets turned loose he just runs until we did, pick now, him did, up. does he interact well with other dogs oh yeah great like just loves other dogs oh yeah they them. just run around and yeah. chase each other yeah yeah he's he's really good so, with other dogs so i used to bring i used to bring brick to this park downtown columbus uh goodell park and um i would go down there around five o'clock and i didn't mean to do that it was just a way of getting out of my house breaking right. up my day sure. kind of thing taking brick out so for this was probably like maybe four or five years ago. I started taking him to this park, 
And what I found was there's a whole group of people who, and this is kind of a downtown Columbus area for those of you guys listening. And so it's this kind of downtown park in the middle of the city. And around that time, people would come with their dogs because they were just getting off work. Right. And they would kind of let them run free. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, there's like, I'm not kidding. Some days there was like 15, 20 dogs all running free. Yeah. And so Brick, first of all, I'm faster than him. So I never worry about him running away from me. <laughs> and so I would let him off leash, you know, and he would play with these other dogs. And what they would do, I don't know if, if Baxter does this, but um, somebody would usually have one of those, like those things and fling, like the, yeah, the, the tennis ball. That yeah. You the fling. tennis ball thrower flinger. Oh thing. yeah. Oh yeah. And they, you can chuck it far. Oh I mean, you, yeah. You can get that 60 yards, you know? Oh yeah. So what happened is someone would have that and there'd be like, a dozen dogs around and they were all sitting and waiting for the guy to throw it and he would just chuck it and then they all kind of bolt out and sprint and you know the the sprinter of the pack gets there first oh yeah well what brick would do he'd be in that pack listen he, he's he'd he's not galloping, up to athletic galloping form. at the back of no, the pack no, yeah this is what he would do <laughs> so they would throw it we're gonna say a good 50 60 yards oh, yeah. and here's brick now brick was you know a pretty um i don't even know he, he you would never accuse brick of looking athletic okay <laughs> And so he, they throw this thing, and Brick learned within one throw, he would take about eight to ten steps and then wait. And they would all run out, and he wouldn't go any further. And he would watch the dogs all run out, and one of them, you know, would get it and dart back in. And then when they came back in to drop it at the person's feet, Brick would get it from them. <laughs> So he was almost playing like defense That's and would so get smart. the ball from them and then would not give it to the dude. Oh, yeah. So I had to go in and, and get it, rip it out of Brick's mouth probably <laughs> 10 times. And he would not, he wouldn't even give it up for me. Cause he, cause what bulldogs want to do is they don't, they can't show you they're fast. They can't oh, yeah. show you they're agile. They want to show you they're strong. Yes, sir. Buddy. So he was actually thinking, no, look, yeah, thank you, Sean. Try to take yeah. this from me. I'm showing everyone how strong I am. When and I when I lock down on that thing, you're not getting. You're it. not getting it. So he would ruin everyone else's fun <laughs> because all these other dogs are just waiting, panning, and Bricks just literally like, now nah, I got it. It's all locked down now. So I don't know if, uh, if Baxter ever gets in those kind of group dog fetching activities. So he's or usually not. not the fastest dog. He's usually the second or third. Okay. And so he, he'll, ch he, he loves to chase. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. He'll go all the way out and chase, turn and he'll chase and run back. And it's, will he retrieve pretty well? Like drop it for, um, for someone? Not, Cause he's you a know, young dog still. No, he's still pretty young. He's only just over a year. So yeah. yeah, he doesn't retrieve very well. So yeah, we'll get him trained. Up yeah. Though. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you're going through that. So uh, I was, so I went down, uh, what you mentioned before, uh, I did a little traveling over yeah, last week or so. Yeah. Man, I had I had a really it was a great couple of days here. I got to go to the um, Ohio State game, nice. Um, like a week and a half ago, nice. Uh, with my aunt and uncle, it was awesome. Rachel and I went. Awesome. We had a great time. Uh, man, there's just nothing. I love live sports. Oh yeah. I just love being there, man. Yep. Like win, lose, or draw. Oh, of course, yeah. I want you know the team rooting for to win, but the, I just love being around all the people and the band noise and the the announcers in the stadium and eating yep. you know eating nachos or a pretzel or something i just love it it's so so much fun so we went down there had a great time and then uh earlier in the early part of last week we uh went down <laughs> to uh south carolina for a wedding nice uh and while we were there it was my birthday so we went a couple days early and just hung out and got to explore charleston area a little bit nice. have, you ever, have you ever been there I've been through Charleston once, and I drove around the like the pier area where the Coast Guard and stuff is. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. drove back out, but I have not spent any time there. Okay, well, this is my first time. 
So we went down there and had just a really good time. Charleston, someone told me before I went, they said Charleston is one of the most southern cities you'll ever be in. Meaning like the culture, right. the language, yeah, yeah, just everything across the board. So, okay. man, it was really cool. I would That's go back cool. to Charleston for sure. Yeah. Nice. Excellent food. People nice. were really kind. And honestly, the weather was amazing. It was like 72 and sunny oh, every day. That's so great. And like in early October. Nice. So, so we had a killer time. And we, I'll tell you one story, though, that was funny. So when we got, we're at the airport and we had to uh, get an Uber because we decided not to rent a car. We're just going to kind of walk and, yeah, yeah. you know, do that sort of thing wherever we could. So we rent or, or we land and then have to hire an Uber. Well, if you've ever been um, over the last couple of years, if you've been to an airport and you get like um, some sort of rideshare service, mm-hmm. Lyft, Uber, et cetera, there's now areas by like the taxi cabs that you right. order and then you go wait for them to like come up. Mm-hmm. So there's like this whole rideshare area at airports now. Right. So I'm like, okay, we walk outside. I'm like, okay, cool. There's a rideshare area. Let's go order an Uber. I order one. Um, and it says it's going to be here in 12 minutes. So I was like, all right, it's not too bad. We're just going to hang out. And then all of a sudden, the app updates to one minute. And so I don't know what, I was like, awesome. Like, favor's yeah. not fair. Let's oh, yeah. go. Like, yeah. awesome. Like, who knows? You know, this is great. So I'm, I'm watching the, the little map on the app of the car, the Uber car coming to get us. And I notice there's like a totally different, like, parallel area that passenger pickups. Uh, come in and then there's the other road that we were on that runs right next to it that's like for taxis and right, cab right yeah you know, right sure yeah well she's going the regular passenger pickup so I, I look over at Rachel I was like oh I think that's our car and she's like is it and we looked at it uh, yeah that's definitely it I'm looking so we got to like halt just run across like traffic <laughs> to get to the other side where regular passenger pickups are that's where she was going and and she <laughs> I run over and she sees me I see her no big deal okay cool it's like this newer uh, Toyota Prius right right and so she fully gets out of the car and the driver and comes next to and she goes and she, now she her name was Patty right she was probably in her mid 70s <laughs> Maybe this one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my entire life. Okay. I, I'm not even kidding. And she gets out and she's like, hey, y'all, this is my first day. I never drove Uber before. And we were like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I've actually driven Uber and Lyft before as a driver. So right. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. Hey, I'm, you know, clearly it's your first day. You're literally going to the wrong place. <laughs> and you never get out of your car. It was just—it was really funny. So we get in the car. We're just chatting it up with with Patty, and she was a real, real sweet woman. Right. And uh, you know, just hearing her her life story, which was really fun for us. We just left chatting. So we're driving, and I look down, and about five minutes or so into the drive, I, I noticed she never accepted the ride as a driver. Oh no. So Uber, it's not charging me anything. It just thinks I'm now like oh, in the no. middle of the highway, you know, five miles down. Right. And so I, I was like, Hey, Patty. You, you never accepted the ride. So can I just pay you like cash? And she was just like, Oh, you know, I have no idea how to actually accept a ride. And so I was like, all right, no worries. We're going to take care of you. And this is good for you. You keep all the money. You don't have to split it with Uber. That's or whatever. so funny, man. Yeah, and so, so, so we're like, all right, cool. Well, she, she is talking to us the whole time and she keeps looking back. Like, like, oh no! Yeah, like she keeps like, like she's driving and wanting to make, yeah, she, wanting to so make she, eye contact. Yeah, she's driving <gasps> and wanting to kind of make eye contact with Rachel because they're just you know just just chatting it up, 
And I'm not kidding. Maybe every eight seconds, she just jerks the wheel back to the center of the lane. She, she drifts in the, to the, off the lane and jerks it back and drifts and jerks it back. And I'm literally in the back seat oh, getting no. like motion sickness. Like I am trying to power through. If you've ever been in a back seat and it's just, it's just back and forth. The car is beeping like crazy. She's like, yeah, my son says not touch any buttons. I don't really know what they do. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's crazy. Then she 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 gets slightly lost and then jumps a curb. Getting no us way. To, oh, yeah, no, totally. No I, way. Jumps a curb getting us to our hotel. And we got out of the hotel, and I had to take a call, like, right before we got there. And I got out, and I was like, are we here? I have no idea. And Rachel's like, yeah, we're here. And then so this woman gets out of the car who's driving us, maybe for the first time ever, gets out of the car and like, you know, I, I get our luggage out of the back and she's standing there and she's standing upright and begins to put her hands out and then realizes she's probably shouldn't give us a hug because she's an Uber driver. <laughs> and then puts her hands down. And she's like, well, all right, you know, have a good day. I love like, it. Yeah, she, just, she wanted that's to give great. us a hug because she felt like she went through an experience with us. It was so oh, amazing. So, so we tipped awesome. her huge and, and you know, I, I encouraged her too. I was like, you'll get the hang of it with the app. Like, you know, you'll start to know how to do it. And, you See, know, thank God, you so much. So here's this lady. In her seventies, she's trying to fill some time. Yeah, that's why she uh, said you know she was saying? retired and just you know? wanted to get out of the house and get like out of the people. house, yeah. meet people. She probably, obviously has a friendly disposition. Very to her, friendly, you know? very friendly. And God, God placed you in her life <laughs> to give her a good first day. Yeah, you know, because other yeah, I'll just say this: we walked away. She's and we, probably on Sunday stood up at her first Baptist church there in Charleston and testified <laughs> right. about how her first day went good. great, and you good. guys were awesome. <laughs> good, because we definitely it, it'd be really easy for someone to take advantage of like not telling her that she didn't start it and get there and like pay her nothing or a couple oh, bucks or something. So yeah. we paid her more than the original Uber would be That's great. just so she could have it in her pocket and be encouraged. So, but That's it was awesome. definitely an experience. It was definitely an experience. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah. Great time down there. Great food. I tell you what, I had no idea how, how much of like a food Mecca, uh, Charleston is. Oh yeah. It, it's wild how many great restaurants are down there. So yeah. we got a chance to go to one we both really liked and, we uh we ate we yeah we just we had you know we we ate right on the beach wow we had seafood on the beach we had I think Rachel had scallops two nice. meals in a row like she just loves scallops so nice. it was it was definitely if you like seafood if you like southern food so we were down there for a wedding um and which was an amazing time to meet family and this was a lot of her extended family right right amazing time just you know it's. Spending like five to six hours with family is a really powerful healing experience sometimes. Yeah. Where it's like the first one or two, you're catching nice. up. The first two or three, you're getting comfortable. But it's after like hour four, you just start remembering your family. Yeah. And you just start yeah. talking. And man, there's something powerful that can occur in that space. So we were at this this wedding that it was beautiful and just awesome. We, I mean, we danced for like an hour and a half. We're just covered in sweat. And then afterwards... Uh, they do like the sparkler send off. And then a group of like aunts, uncles, cousins were like, Hey, we're going to go over here. Uh, this hotel has a courtyard. We're all just going to hang out over here. If you guys all want to come. So all yeah. of us were like, yeah, let's get more people. It's the, it's like the hangout after the hangout is sometimes where some of the sweetest conversations oh, are. That's so cool. So we went yeah. and we hung out till like 1230 in the morning 
just shooting it with people that we don't normally get to see or know and talk to yeah. and just had like one we ordered pizza so like we got it was just a it was like the party after the party nice. so much nice. fun yeah it was awesome it was very life-giving oh. and we we just have so many memories we'll just never forget some of those times so that, that's so cool so cool yeah man so <sighs> sean good stuff so far man Good stuff. Do you have something? What have you been, you know, we're already long into this podcast, which is fine, you know, but what do you, if you have something you've been reading, have you been thinking about something? You've been pondering something. What, what's something maybe we can talk about that some people can, you know, consider as well? Yeah. So when, you know, traveling, if you ever, um, I'll just say this, when I go to new places, I tend to people watch more than normal. Okay. I just tend to like, I'm trying to soak sure. it in a lot. Yeah. And so a lot of people watching for me recently and going to a big sporting event and traveling and things. And it really got me thinking, like, I was seeing people get really upset really easily just by being a creeper and people watching, <laughs> you know, like. No, like, yeah. Does it make sense? Like well, seeing someone get cut in line and, and just, you know, being upset about it or or kind of uh, overreacting to a child in public and just, just some stuff like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So what were you, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say, I think since we were under this quarantine for so many months, you know, through this whole pandemic situation, a lot of people have forgotten social etiquette and how to really be around people. And yeah. I, I would think that would come back by now. Yeah. But yeah. If, if you travel and you get it's out in public, back. if you go to sporting events or yeah. you go to concerts or you go to, you know, when you're out in the public... Go to the movie theater and just watch people. And people are just can be mean and difficult at times. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and Roger, you mentioned movie theater, and you are a professional movie critic. Yeah. So one thing I noticed, I have, I've been in the movies a little bit over the last, like, six or seven months, maybe one or two films. Um, one thing I was not prepared for mentally, I'm seeing people with full blankets in the movie theater. <laughs> Like I, for those of you out there, I mean, we we have theaters here in Central Ohio that have the recliners that go like all the way back, and it's a very like lounging sort right. of leather yeah. comfortable position. Oh yeah, I'm I just didn't know that was a thing. Is that has that been a yes. thing for a while? Well, I looked uh, over and there's like three different people, couples and individuals with huge blankets like from oh, home yeah. that you see on a sofa. And I w I literally at first I thought, are they giving them away here? Is this like an added perk? <laughs> if you give five bucks more, you get like a blanket? And then I watched them carry oh, them man. out. And I was yeah. like, I had no idea blankets were a thing at movies. Yeah. Well, in in the spirit of, of, of fairness here, most of the times when I go to the screening and I see a film, I'm in there with about 12 other press, press people and there's no so general like a private public. media yeah, showing. There's no general public, but that has been a thing. The times I go to promotional screenings, so there are two two types of press screenings, two types of screenings. There are press screenings where there's just like a dozen of us, and that's it. Sometimes they're like Tuesday morning at eleven a.m., but mostly they're six seven in the evenings. Um, but then there's promotional screening that the press is invited to. Okay, and so those those you see a packed house, and those. Yeah, blankets are a real thing. People are doing that now. I had no idea. I had no <laughs> Especially idea. Especially if the chairs are the loungy kind. Yeah. Now, now where I where I go here at the Gateway Film Center here in Columbus, 
Um, there are no loungy type. Well, there's one house that has loungy type chairs, but they just have regular chairs in that yeah. theater. Yeah. And so you don't see very many blankets there. Okay. But if you go to like your AMCs or your Marcus or your, Carl, you know, those kind of big, big chain theaters yeah. that have the big leather recliners. Yeah. Blankets everywhere. Everyone's just throwing blankets on their shoulders and bringing it in. I was like, yeah. "Oh my goodness!" I had no idea that that's where we're at. Like, it feels like everyone's used to having their blankie at home for COVID, and they and brought they just it in brought now. it with them. Yeah, yeah. brought it with them. So, oh, yeah. But like seeing all that, and and um, you know, we don't have much more time on this podcast, so maybe we'll continue this one. This conversation is, you know, it just got us really like thinking through. Like, we want to have how do we have how do we have grace for difficult people. You know, how do we handle difficult people? Sure. You know, and Rachel and I were discussing this, and I remember someone saying this, um, that how do you handle annoying people? Annoying is just a little bit, it feels more of like a harsher word, right? But someone, <laughs> it was actually a message I heard, and the pastor had really great insight to it. He goes, listen, here's, here's the first step of handling annoying people. You have to recognize that you are that annoying person to somebody else. It just levels the playing field. How do you handle difficult people? Yeah. You first of all, it starts with this. It's not a judgment. It's not. It, it's you have to recognize that somewhere out there, you are somebody else's difficult person. Right. And it just sure. really helps through that lens, having a heart of grace. Yeah. Having a heart of like, okay. Oh yeah. How do I handle? But you know. But the truth is, you know, there is a way. Um, each circumstance, there's a way to respond with grace, even when it's violating core values, what you're right. seeing, you know? Right. So I guess, Roger, you know, just a question for you. I know we're going to wrap up here. Hey, guys, maybe if you guys listen or are interested in this, you know, we might continue this conversation. But, you know, Roger, how have you been impacted by maybe seeing someone handle a difficult situation with grace or yeah. just you yourself handling a situation that was challenging or you know, kind of, uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm racking my brain yeah, now difficult. thinking about this, but now I wanted to be flipping. I wanted to be flipping and say, well, I just flick them in the nose when they're difficult, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we can't do that. You know? Right. Um, I, I think, see, there are different things that I, you have to recognize what pushes your buttons mm. that like, I might be right. I'm my buttons might get pushed differently than yours. Right. Yeah. Because like, you know, what, what really, what I would consider a difficult person, maybe my kids or you or somebody else wouldn't even think twice about, Right. you know? So there's some subjectivity and, into and, it. Yeah. I think there's, I think it's hugely subjective, but I think you have to recognize it's always, it's always you, it's always egocentric. It's always, you are the centric person for the different, in other words, if somebody is really difficult and it's really, really bothering you, it's as much you as it is the person being mm. difficult. Now, now it's different if somebody's causing a big scene publicly at a store. Yeah, we're not talking about like abusive. I, I'm not talking about not that talking kind about, of stuff yeah, at yeah. all. I'm talking about just the times where somebody's you just you run of the mill person that yeah. feels difficult. Yeah, or maybe that coworker you see, you know, every couple of weeks at the building, and they just always make some snide remark to you. You know, just that know kind how of to thing. get under your skin somehow. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think first you just kind of, kind of look inside, and you just kind of got to say, "Listen, is it really worth the emotional energy for me mm. to get worked up about this?" Right. And nine times out of ten, it's not worth the so emotional good. energy. So good. You know. Yeah. And so it's not always easy to recognize that. Yeah. Drivers trigger me all the time. Okay, you slow know, drivers, bad drivers. Yes, or d not using Poor your turn, not drivers, using left your lane turn signal. All, all those things. <laughs> all the, okay, all, all they all trigger me. 
And so I'm usually in the car by myself. And so after my initial temperature goes to 100, then I'm usually able to calm down and be like, Roger, really? Is it, you know, you don't have to be at work that early. It's not, you're already 30 minutes early for work. Why are you getting worked up about this person in the, who didn't use the turn signal that's weaving in and out of traffic, you know, kind of deal. I think it's really good, really good. Sort of not letting that little spark become a fire inside of you. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Rachel and I were talking about the other day and, uh, you know, what you mentioned, I think we've mentioned this before is we do have limited resources. Like we have finite resources of how much yeah. emotional bandwidth I can give in a day. Right. <sighs> and, and, and I love what you said about not everything, not everything even requires my response or reaction to it. Yeah. I think that's really brilliant. I think that, um, I think that, I think that approach is one that's very easy to measure. Uh, if I have limited limited resources for emotional engagement, do I want to waste it on this? Right. Right. Because that's less I can bring to my friends, family, yeah. and coworkers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really good. No, I I I think that's on the surface level. I think the first step is. Is it really worth me spending my emotional energy on this situation or what I see in front of me kind of deal? Yeah. Um, You know, and I think, I can't remember. I used to have a key. I used to have like a kind of a, I used to have a calming word that I would say or a trigger word that I would say. I can't remember Hmm. what it was. You know, it was something like bananas or something. But I, you know, and my wife would see me. My wife would know when I'm getting worked up about somebody way quicker than I I can recognize it. (laughs) And she would say like bananas, you know, or she'd say Roger, you know, and give me that look like okay, yeah, you're right. It's not worth me. So she she could see it building in you way quicker than me. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but even when I would get worked up about somebody who I thought was being difficult or hard to deal with, um. I think the only time I struggle to really get that under control is when I'm in conversation with somebody Mm. and there's an engagement, you know, and I don't feel like they're receiving what I'm trying to say. They're not comprehending. And that is really, I can't, I can't promise you I have an answer for that, (laughs) that, that problem, you know, I'm still working through that as a human being because I won't. You don't have to agree with me, yeah. but I want you to see my perspective, or at least right. understand why I think the way I think. Well, I think you bring up a great point there is, you know, one of the ways that we can handle difficult people with grace is recognizing that they might have something to say, and it's important that they feel heard. Yes. That that, that person that will just say, the person that um, is communicating something that, like you said, you disagree with, I think feeling, communicating that you're heard the Bible says that, you know, a gentle reply turns away wrath. Yeah. That like that gentle reply, that, that, that kind reply can turn away the, the kind of fuel, the, 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 they, the jet yeah. fuel they, they might want to throw on the topic. Yeah. Absolutely. So responding in gentleness. And I think what you said is brilliant, you know, recognizing, um, where I should respond and where I really don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. good. And, it, and, and let's face it, it's a lot of it's relational dependent, you know, hmm. yeah, if it's somebody's right. a total stranger, why am I even, why would I even, I, I get so less worked up about people in public today than I did when I was younger. Isn't just, that funny? I'm just, Me being, too. On, I'm just Me being too. honest with you. Me too. But when it's a relational person, that somebody that I, whether it's my spouse yeah. or whether it's one of my kids or it's whether it's somebody that I'm, I'm just a great a neighbor, friend, yeah. neighbor, 
Yeah, it's a lot harder when there's an emo- there's a relational investment with that mm, person, so and, true. and you really have to kind of just really rein it in and, and say, okay, is it you know, uh, is it worth? And sometimes it is worth it. Sometimes you need to invest emotional energy to to communicate the point, but yeah. you should never you should never expend that emotional energy to the point where it damages the relationship. Um, yeah. the relationship that you have with that person, what you've built with them. I, I think I heard it said that, you know, you want to, when you're talking with somebody, you know, you want to walk away with a stronger connection. Right. Like the connection is the goal, not winning an argument. Yes. But sometimes there does come a place where it's like, okay, if I keep talking, it feels like we're going to enter into a place that we lose connection. Or, yes. Yes. And just finding that, that, that's good, Sean. Sometimes that you, radical middle. Sometimes you have to just end the conversation because you know you've circled the tree so many times. It's not. It's you need to pull back and, and come at it another time. And I'll just say this: I think I think what I have learned about you know handling difficult people, um, difficult circumstances too. Yeah, is that really that scripture? A gentle reply turns away wrath. Man, it is. It is. It is a hundred times a hundred correct. I can't tell you how many times when you when I chose not to get worked up about something like <laughs> my flesh wanted to get worked oh, up yeah. about, right? Yep. Whether it's an inju- whether it's someone just cutting in line, right? Little things like that. And actually like being really kind to that person. The I've had people come up to me and apologize because I was just kind to them when they were rude to like me or like someone around me. A gentle reply yeah. turns away wrath. It yeah. is it is accurate. Every single time, there's so never good. there's never a time that it's not accurate. So, so anyway, good. I know we've gone long. No, um, not any longer than we normally go. All right. Well, <laughs> but yeah, that was really good, Roger. So a couple of takeaways that I have from what you said is, you know, evaluate, discern. Is this a is this a situation that that I want to spend my kind of emotional uh, resources on? It's relationship dependent. Yeah. So each conflict really is through the lens of okay, how do I build connection? For instance, I'm not going to get too worked if, too worked up if my mailman does something that's difficult right. as much as my spouse. Yeah. Then exactly. hey, I, I really I'm going to spend more time with the one that yes. has a more strong connection. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and then the and the last and maybe the first one is I think we always got to remember, man, dude, we need so much grace in our life that it's a good reminder that you are that difficult person to somebody else. Oh, totally. So yeah. we require grace. So it's 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 a good reminder that we can give it to to people yeah. that feel challenging to us. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, Sean, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Two Slices. All right. Well, we'll definitely be back soon and we're going to talk Lord of the Rings. I want to I want to talk about Lord oh, of the Rings. I want to hear your yes. thoughts. We're almost yes. to the end here. Next time we, we broadcast, we actually might be towards the end or at the end. So yep. we're going to talk a little bit about our takeaways from Lord of the Rings. Sounds good. We'll see you next week. See you.